Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our latest episode of Soulmate Twin Flame Gurus. I'm Sarah, Sophia. And I'm <laughs> Sarah Goofy. <laughs> I'm Sophia. I don't my own. <laughs> I'm still so Mary Freddie. <laughs> Sorry. What a great start. We'll try that again. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophia, and I'm here with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. So to avoid confusion and to respect everyone's beliefs, we're using the labels Twin Flames, Soulmates, and Spiritual Connections. So everyone is entitled to their own beliefs, and we're using all of these labels so you can choose for yourself which label resonates best with you. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we've put the links for those social medias in the descriptions for this podcast on Blog Talk Radio. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Soulmate Reading. You can find us on Instagram at Soulmates Twin Flames. So tonight, what we'd like to talk about is the stages or phases of soulmate and twin flame relationships. Now, these phases and stages are not inclusive to every couple. These phases don't go in the same order for each spiritual partnership either. Each soulmate and twin flame duo or couple are unique. What phases they go through and what order they go through those stages in depends on their individual choices. So, Some phases may never be part of some couple's experience. Many of these phases have challenges and can be very distressing and heartbreaking, as Mm -hmm. some of you are probably very well aware. But yet, other phases are harmonious and exhilarating. So what about it, Sarah? You have one of the stages here, a couple of the stages that we can go through? All right. Well, again, about the order and the whatever. Okay, we'll just start with the individual awakening of the spirit. This first phase comes with each individual awakening their own spirit. Uh, One or both soulmates or twin flames, they experience a desire to form a deeper, you know, relationship with themselves and also with others. Uh, They're ready to embrace more of a a soul connection rather than just, you know, chemistry or whatever. Uh, Consciously or unconsciously, they put out to the universe that they are ready for a spiritual partnership. In some instances, both parties awaken at the same time, but this is quite uncommon, unfortunately. It's much more commonplace for one to be awakened while the other has not, or at least further down the path than the other. Uh, Sometimes neither party is awakened prior to the next phase, which is 
the first encounter. This next phase happen, happens like when they first meet, the rest of the world basically stands still. There's soul recognition instantly, and there's pretty much no way, even how much you think you are, to be fully prepared for the overpowering flood of emotions. The world is pretty much turned upside down, and things can never go back to the way that they were. Right, so another one of the phases is the extreme high. So soulmates and twin flames are now at phase three. And here they are basking in their connection, basking in the glow of connection. Everything's wonderful. Everything's perfect. They can't get enough of one another. Every minute of every day feels magical. And they literally crave being in one another's presence. The pace, of this, the pace of the relationship at this time moves very, very quickly. They feel as if they are on top of the world and have never been this high before, ever. Unfortunately, not all soulmates and twin flames go from phase two to phase three. This stage can be passed over to another phase, which Sarah's going to get to next. That is when the faith in the connection falters. Not trusting the connection or the denial of that connection is the fourth phase. Upon the first meeting, most let themselves be vulnerable. They've quieted their minds. They're moving in tandem with their souls. But once the mind takes control again, the questioning begins. Are they making a mistake by allowing themselves to be this vulnerable? Isn't the relationship moving too quickly by conventional standards? Isn't, is it totally abnormal to feel this much in this short of a period of time? All these types of questions pop up. Now, personal decisions are made through their air quote logic. They can either reaffirm their faith in the spiritual connection or they find themselves in a much more destructive phase, which is dun 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 dun, dun sabotage. So, the next phase involves sabotaging the relationship. Soulmates and twin flames can be unsure of the strength of their connection. So, they test it again and again and again and again. They want to see what it will take for their spiritual partner to abandon the relationship. What winds up happening is they learn they can get away with mistreating their partner. And this creates a bad pattern of behavior that's now established in their relationship, and it's going to take a lot of work to correct that. This phase will more than likely include breakups between the couple. Usually the breakups aren't permanent. They are usually repetitive. So this creates an on-off relationship during the sabotage phase. This is another detrimental pattern of behavior that will be very hard to break. Once you're doing an off-again, on-again relationship, that off-on can go on for a very long time until someone says no. So, Sarah, what about another one? Okay, well, that, that lovely bunch of nonsense leads to the twin flame or soulmate runner phase. Stage six is, is one of the all-time roughest phases. One partner runs, the other partner chases. The more you chase, the more they run. 
So basically running gets you nowhere. Chasing gets you nowhere. You cannot run from a spiritual connection, and you can't, unfortunately, force someone to accept a spiritual connection. What both parties must do is work on themselves rather than running from someone else and chasing someone else. Bring the focus back to yourself, okay? And really, what is it that they fear that makes them behave this way? You're saying if you heal that, you will stop the running and chasing behavior. Then once you've got that under your belt, then your lessons would be completed. Next stage, number seven. This phase is where lessons are introduced and the work is done. At this phase, each member may have a tough time challenging themselves. With the lessons learned, they have evolved and grown. Now this takes them to the next and final phase, which is Sophia. And this is where they actually apply the lessons. So this is where everything that they've learned is then applied to their lives and to their relationship. They've surpassed their obstacles and have come out stronger. Each of them have come out stronger. Their faith in the relationship and the connection in one another has deepened. They know they can get through anything as long as they do it together. That's the point of this kind of soul connection. The relationship resembles phase three again, back where both people are vibrating at a higher level and creating a loving, healthy relationship. So how have you and your twin flame handled these different phases in your life? We'd love to hear that from you in the comment section, okay? And before we go, I would like to stress again that not all soulmates and or twin flames, pick your label, whatever you want, they don't have to go through all of these stages. There are couples that are spiritually connected that don't go through, you know, a runner stage or a denial part or, or any of that stuff. So don't feel like that has to be part and parcel with every single spiritual connection and the relationship that, you know, that comes with it. And having said that, bye. See ya.